Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 138. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a podcast for our church family in order to answer questions typically about things that you wouldn't necessarily hear from a morning message or in a Sunday school lesson or in a Bible study. So we try to answer those questions here on the podcast. So today we're going to look at a question that is very relevant to each and every one of us because each and every one of us face this on a daily basis, not just a one-time basis each day, but we are continually facing this and we have to figure out what to do with it. You're saying, George, what are you talking about? Well, I'm going to talk about the issue of temptation. Now, do you understand what I mean when I say we face this continually? Just go to Walmart. Try to check out. On both sides of the aisle as you're checking out, there are all kinds of things there that are put there for the purpose of tempting you to buy them so that you can eat them. So we're going to talk today about what are the keys to resisting temptation. What are the keys to resisting temptation? And we're going to look at that today in our podcast and try to give you some helpful suggestions. Now, in order for us to answer this question for you, we're going to really need to look, first of all, at the nature of temptation. Once we understand what the Bible says about temptation, we can then go and look at the whole issue of resisting temptation. So let's talk, first of all, about the nature of temptation. And I got five things I want to point out to you here. First of all, let's talk about a definition. Temptation is an enticement to sin in order to get a greater good. An enticement to sin in order to get a greater good. What do you mean a greater good, George? Well, when you and I are tempted by something, The reality is, is that that temptation, if you engage in it, if you act upon it, is going to result in a positive experience. Now, when I say positive, don't don't look at it in terms of a spiritual experience in in its sense of it being positive, but it's going to either feel good, taste good, or be good all around in our sensories of who we are as a person. It's going to appeal to our flesh. It's going to appeal to us. That's why we give into it. Okay. So temptation is an enticement. It's really that thing that's kind of flaunted in front of us to get us to react. Now, the second thing I want you to understand about the nature of temptation is this. In and of themselves, temptations are not the problem. In and of themselves, temptations are not the problem. 
a lot of times we like to create a thought process in our mind where we think the thing or the things or the somebody or whatever is the evil because it's tempting us. Well, I'm going to explain to you that a lot of times the issue that is tempting you is amoral. It means that there is no morality to it. Not immoral, but amoral. There, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the computer. The computer can be a source of temptation to somebody who's struggling with internet pornography. But that same computer can be something else to somebody else, just simply a tool. The computer itself is not evil. It's what you do with it and where you go with it. And it's the person who is using it. Do you understand? The problem isn't the temptation. The problem is somewhere else. And so that brings me to where the problem really lies. And we see that in James chapter 1, verses 14 through 15. James writes, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Now, from these two verses, we're going to see where the problem lies. And let's just be honest, the problem lies within each of us. The reason why temptation is so strong is because it's us. Have you ever noticed that you have been tempted by something and the person next to you isn't tempted by that at all? So there's that object that's tempting you. The person next to you isn't tempted by it, but you are. Where's the problem? It's not with the object. It's with you. It's within you. It's, it's appealing to your sinful desires within you, to your flesh. And then you act upon that. And when you act upon that, that's where the scripture says it is conceived and it brings forth sin. And that sin ultimately results in death. So the temptations in themselves are not the issue the issue is you. Now, let me get down to our fourth point here that I want you to see. We see this from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Paul writes, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Okay, so I'm going to point out the final three things from this issue of the nature of temptation from this verse. Here's the first one. Temptations are normal and common to everyone. Did you notice what Paul says? No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. So when you are tempted by something, first of all, you need to get it out of your mind that you're the only one who's going through it. No, no, you're not the only one. That temptation is common to everyone. There are other people who are struggling with that same temptation. You need to understand that. It's not abnormal. It's normal to be tempted. And it's common. That's the first thing we're going to see here. 
The second thing you need to realize of the final three that we're looking at here is that God does not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle. Isn't that awesome? Paul makes it very clear that the temptations that we face, they're common, they're normal. But when it comes to you, when you are being tempted, you're not going to be allowed to be tempted by anything beyond what you can handle. Now, a lot of times I'll hear people say, well, you know, if that's true, then why do I keep giving into it? Because I can't handle it. Well, I think part of it is, is that you are missing the point of the passage. You're focusing on your strength to try to face it, but you can't face it. So you need to understand a couple of things here. One is a point I'm going to make about the issue I just gave you, which is going to lead me into my final point about the nature of temptation. Here's what I want you to understand. When it says that God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle, that is a truth that you need to recognize. So when you face that temptation, even though it's strong and even though you want to give into it, you need to allow the overriding biblical thought to enter into your mind that tells you, I can handle this. God told me, I can handle this. I'm facing a temptation that I can handle. God help me because in and of my own strength, I can't do it. And many times I've not been able to do it, but I can do it through you, Lord. I can do it through you because you told me I can handle this. Help me. Help me to do that. So that brings us to the final point, which is the second thing that comes out of what I was just saying here. And that is God is faithful to you in the midst of temptation. Notice what Paul says. But God is faithful. There's no temptation taken to man except that which is common to man. But then he also says God is faithful. How does he express that faithfulness? First of all, he's faithful to you and not allowing you to be tempted beyond what you can handle. And also the scripture tells you in providing a way of escape. He provides a way out. So when you're facing the temptation... Really, the nature of it is something that you can handle in God's strength as you look to him. So now that brings us to really our last part of this discussion, which is going to answer the question, what are the keys to resisting temptation? What are the keys to resisting temptation? And I'm going to say that there are four. There are four things that we're going to look at here, and we're going to refer to a lot of different scriptures that will help us to understand. Here's the first one. Allowing yourself to be led by the Spirit will help you to resist temptation. If you allow yourself, if I allow myself to be led by the Spirit of God, that will help you, that will help me to resist temptation. You say, how do you know that, George? Well, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. What do you mean, fulfill the lusts of the flesh? Well, remember, if we go back to James, James chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, temptation 
is only an issue to us because it appeals to our desires or our lusts. And then we act on it. But if you're being led by the Spirit, you're not going to be in a place where you allow your desires and your lusts to be fulfilled. Here's the second thing I need you to see about the second key. Relying on and responding with God's word will help you to resist. So if you and I rely on God's word, and if we respond to the temptation with God's word, that will help you and I to resist. Again, here's two portions of scripture to to help us to understand. The first one is Psalm 119, beautiful psalm. Listen to verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And then Matthew chapter 4 gives us an example of what we're talking about here. It's the temptation of Christ. It's in verses 1 through 10. Listen to what Matthew records. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And again, the devil took him to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Now, did you notice in each instance of temptation, how did Jesus respond to Satan from the passage? He responded with the word of God. So that's Really, the second key there, the second key is if you and I rely on God's word and respond with it, we'll be able to resist. Here is the third thing that will help us, the third key. You have to pray about resisting temptation. You and I need to pray about resisting temptation. Again, I've got three passages of Scripture here now. Look at with me, Mark chapter 14, verse 38. Again, this is in the Garden of Gethsemane, on the night in which Jesus was betrayed. Listen to what he tells the disciples. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So here Jesus is telling them, spend time in prayer so that you can resist temptation, so that you don't enter into temptation. In fact, that goes along with what Jesus taught concerning prayer in the Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verse 13, And do not lead us into temptation, 
but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Here we see that Jesus is flat out saying that you and I need to pray that God would not allow us to be led into temptation. Again, Luke's version of it in chapter 11, verse 4. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Again, praying that God doesn't lead you into temptation. So you have to pray about this. Now, there's one final thing that I want you to see here, and it has to do with you and I being students of ourselves, knowing ourselves. And so listen to this. Resisting temptation requires that you know how you are tempted. Resisting temptation requires that you know how you are tempted. Listen to Paul's letter to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So here's Paul basically saying, we don't want the enemy to take advantage of us, so we know how he's going to attack us. We know how he's going to attack us, and one of the areas of attack, obviously, is temptation. So that requires you to know what you can handle and what you can't. So that's why we say years ago, continue to, if you've got a drinking problem, don't go to a bar. You've got to know what it is that tempts you and set up the guidelines in your life to what? Resist it. Resist it. Now, so there we go. There's the four things that you need to do to resist temptation. First one is what? Be led by the Spirit in your life. You're not going to fulfill those desires of your flesh. Number two, be a man or woman of the Word of God and respond with the Word of God. That'll help you to resist. Number three, pray. Ask God not to lead you into temptation. Another way you can pray is, you've already mentioned it in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, that he'll provide a way of escape. Praying, God, help me to get out of this. Help me to get out of this place where I'm tempted. And then finally, be a student of yourself. Be aware of how Satan attacks you and how he tempts you and make adjustments because of that. Those are things that you and I can do to deal with temptation. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. You say, George, I've got a question. How do I get it to you? Well, there are several ways that you can do that. Number one, you can call the church, 814-236-1622. Just simply leave a message and say, hey, George, I've got a question. You can contact us through our church Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. We encourage you to like the page so you can direct message us there or right on the wall. We'll get your question. Or you can visit us at our church website, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the tab that says contact us and there'll be a way there for you to contact us through your internet browser. All right, next week, we're going to look at another issue with regards to the Christian life. And again, this has to do with you and your relationship with the Lord. And so here's the question we're going to look at next week. How can I learn 
to trust God. How can I learn to trust God? Until then, take care.